It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 65 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live, talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Malenich of GratefulGarden.biz. And today we are talking with podcast and health guru Mike Muxel about how metabolic shifts increase autoimmunity and thyroid dysfunction and his awesome, I, we have to talk about his book because, you know, we're two girls and, and you know, we're going to talk about his book. And uh, also his awesome podcasts or video podcasts. Uh, he's fantastic. And uh, we're going to have to step up our game, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> totally. You go in, you watch any of his stuff, you know, you're like, oh, geez, we, wow, we got to do that. We got to do that. We got God, we got to do all those things. Whoopsie. He's Love got quite stuff. the lineup on there. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I know. Totally. I know. I'm just going to follow what he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can very easily download <laughs> and listen to them <laughs> at your leisure on iTunes, Stitcher, and Acast. And wherever else you can find it. <laughs> okay. We're not on We're YouTube. We're <laughs> We're not on YouTube. We're going to be on Blab soon, but, you know, that we keep saying it. So, but we'll the see, we health, will. That's right. Health and, and, and podcast guru Mike Mutzel of High Intensity Health wears very uh, so many hats. It's, it's incredible. He's the author of Belly Fat Effect, The Real Secret About How Your Diet intestinal health and gut bacteria help you burn fat that's really that's what all we should talk about that's all women want to talk about really <laughs> it is really yeah, right also regularly he also regularly conducts uh, translational medic- medicine workshops for healthcare practitioners teaching leading edge science and concise format that can be utilized by pro- by progressive clinicians for the prevention of chronic disease which is kind of neat He's an independent consultant for one of the world's leading professional nutrition companies and has worked as a nutrition nutritionist with Gerard Guillory, MD of the Care Group PC in Denver, Colorado. Mm, got family there. He's also like, like shared alongside Dr. Guillory to large patient groups in the Denver area and has been featured on local TV programs discussing the power of nutrition and functional medicine. He's a graduate of the Institute of Functional Medicine and is completing his MS in clinical nutrition from the University of Bridgeport. Wow. Wow, right? That is a lot of stuff. (laughs) And he's a daddy and a husband and all kinds of cool stuff. All kinds of cool stuff. And it looks like he's already with us, so let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. It's great to be here, ladies. (laughs) You're so welcome. So where are you now? Are you in Washington? You reside in Washington, but boy, you must you must have some serious miles, flight miles racking up there. Yeah, I do. It's good and bad. 
You know, uh, I, I'm in Seattle right now, so I do travel quite a bit, you know, for the podcast and then consulting, like you mentioned in the introduction for Zymogen. So I travel around a bit, but uh, yeah, home-based in Seattle. And then as, as uh, Dana was saying, I, I have lived in Colorado, so that's kind of my home away from home. Wow, and we were we were noticing that your wife is also a physician and practices with her twin sister. That's very cool. Yeah, it's interesting. They're both chiropractors, and now Deanna, my wife, is getting really into. Well, she's always been into food and stuff, but she's selling and and making uh, food products, and not just like bars and stuff like that, but literally vegetable bread that's dehydrated. So it's like basically taking a vegetable smoothie and making it into a, a cool bread. So I'll send you guys, uh, yeah, send you ladies some samples. You can play around with it. Oh wow, that's oh, very that cool. Oh, neat. Absolutely. We'd love that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Truly, truly. We would love to start out. We always ask everybody, how did you get into the health business? Was there uh, inspiration from childhood or a personal illness? Uh, What led you on this journey, Mike? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Uh, First of all, is my volume okay? Oh, it's great. Okay, cool. Just like to always ask before I just start talking away and it's too loud or too quiet. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I've been interested in health and fitness for a very long time. I remember, you know, as a kid watching like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and just, you know, the aesthetics of having like a, a good physique. I've always been interested in that. And then pursued that through high school and just, you know, junior high and all, you know, read all these bodybuilding fitness magazines, became a personal trainer. Then uh, in college, I had a low back injury deadlifting. And so that caused me to, you know, I couldn't lift weights, <clears throat> wasn't very active. So I just got really into school and, and studied biology and then did the pre-med route and stuff like that. And then actually, um, due to this back injury, got into competitive cycling and uh, bike racing, kind of the Lance Armstrong type thing, and um, really affected my hormones in a negative way, lost all this muscle and, and got, you know, kind of depressed and fatigued. And, you know, I started looking in PubMed because I was doing the pre-med stuff and knew how to do research and, and realized that over-exercise causes thyroid issues, causes adrenal issues. And then, I, you know, I went to this endocrinologist who I thought could help me and he knew nothing about this and his, you know, solution was an antidepressant and testosterone. I'm like, gosh, that doesn't seem like it would fix the issue <laughs> if overtraining got me here. Right. So anyway, it was serendipitous how I got into this and, and, um, through that route actually. So I started to discover this thing called functional medicine and that there was a, another way of looking at the body through as a system, not just, you know, looking at, you know, traditional medicine likes to look at just one little aspect and give a, a drug or a treatment or intervention that affects one little cog in a whole network of wheels. And that doesn't really work. And so like we'll talk about today, we, we really are one big interconnected network with our immune system affecting our metabolism and our microbiome affecting our brain and metabolism and hormones. And, and so you really need to look at the whole picture. So that's how I got into this. There was a uh, one of the functional medicine nutrition companies that I uh, started to work for, Biotics Research, back in 2006, happened to have a job opening, got into the industry that way, then met Gerard Guillory, then started working with Zymogen and doing all these seminars. So that's kind of the long and short of it. Hmm. That's Ooh. a good long and short. I like that. You, you covered you multiple bases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. And, and oh, crazy how... how how you, you know, you thought, okay, well, here, I'm going to get into cycling, and that'll be healthy, and, and then where you ended up with it. I mean, it, people just 
just don't realize. They just don't get it sometimes, you know. And uh, it's amazing what you're doing to to help to help people understand and learn and and learn more about their body and how it works. And we're going to talk, you know, of course, about that today. But what a great story! Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because we've been taught for so long, you know, the paradigm for so long uh, focused on cardiovascular based training and the fact that when you do cardio, you increase your heart rate and that helps to burn calories. And it's a really good form of exercise. And I've come full circle having started, you know, with kind of a core base, uh, you know, and, and foundation in weight training and resistance training and bodybuilding and then went full spectrum to endurance training and realized what that did for my hormones and my body and my mental outlook and energy and everything. And then now coming back to, now I do hiking on the weekends, but you know I really promote weight training, resistance training, and particularly for women, uh, because it's so such a wonderful way to get a toned physique to balance your hormones, particularly when women hit 40. You know, you see so many hormonal shifts and fluctuations. Uh, it becomes harder to lose weight and maintain a lean body mass. And a lot of women just start doing a bunch of cardio and it causes it, a lot of issues and, you know, with sexual function, with hormonal function, but also it doesn't really support that lean physique that a lot of folks are trying to uh, attain. And so anyway, that's kind of my whole, one of my missions in addition to teaching people about how their diet affects their microbiome and how the microbiome affects their immune system and metabolism is focusing on muscle for women too and not trying to get people to be like a Hulk Hogan here, but just to have a nice lean physique because muscle is so metabolically active. It releases cytokines and interleukin-6 and all these what are called myokines, which are chemicals that affect the entire body. So the more muscle you have, the more fat you can burn and the lower the inflammatory load is in your body. And that's really pertinent, you know, with Hashimoto's and Graves and autoimmune thyroid disorders, because we know that that's inflammatory autoimmune driven. And so having healthy muscle is a great way to, to kind of offset that. So that's yeah, a, we're going to go out. Great. We're going to go out and, and buy some five and ten pound <laughs> weights today. I'm just saying. I mean, I really, I'm teasing. I have some, but I don't use them like, like I should be using. I should be doing that more often. And you know, we just don't realize, and we just don't, you know, mm-hmm. how it all connects. And uh, it's great. It's a great point. You know, recently right. it's it's very interesting that you talk about this, Mike, because Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism especially has uh, some good size issues with muscle tone. I, I recently, uh, well, within the last six months, or had a situation where I was, you know, felt well enough to um, to begin to exercise, you know, a little bit more so than just movement, and um, I my daughters are dancers, and I'm a previous dancer, and so I decided to take a ballet class. And what's very interesting about this is I did okay for the first, you know, uh, first couple classes, and then I started with these essential tremors that um, mm-hmm. have not gone away. I mean, it's, it's almost, you know, it's like mild Parkinsonian-type tremors. And so um, it's kind of sad to me that, you know, even with as much as I knew, I still didn't uh, I don't know how to say this properly, but I didn't really take into accounting the fragility of it all. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, um, it's just something that I'm experiencing uh, very much so uh, myself here currently uh, with the problems with Hashimoto's and muscle tone and the loss of muscle. And So tell us, let's jump right in. Let's, let's get the, sure. 
the Mike protocol for, for all these women that are in the same position that I am, having difficulty with, uh, with exercising, and I know you talk a little bit about resistance training. What does that actually mean? Yeah, great, great point. Well, I mean, we can talk a little bit about more about you know why you should put on muscle, then get into the specifics. Well, uh, a, a lot of folks want to lose weight, like we talked about, right? I mean, this is seventy you percent know, of Americans are obese or overweight, you know, and so it, and and just because you're not visibly, I just want to provide a little bit of caveat here because there's a lot of the skinny fat where people are metabolically obese. On the inside, they're obese, right? Their, their internal organs have a lot of ectopic lipid deposition, so they have like fatty liver and fatty kidneys and fatty intestines and so forth. But on the, on the outside, they look lean. So that, this is about 25% of people that look lean, but they're metabolically obese on the inside. So there's a, a large percentage, whether it's we're talking globally and specifically here in the U.S., folks that have issues with with weight right and so and we can look at all the different causes there's microbiome shifts there's hypothyroidism there's hormone issues there's environmental toxins there's sleep issues and all that but when we talk about burning fat the literally the main tissue system in the body that is responsible for breaking down fat and converting it into energy and what we call our quote-unquote metabolism occurs in muscle right i mean so so that's where, it, you know, the site of action, this is where fat is burned inside these little organelles called mitochondria, which I'm sure you've talked about on the podcast before. Mitochondria are like your powerhouses uh, of your cells. And so the muscle tissue is loaded with mitochondria. So any kind of movement, walking, yoga, tai chi, um, you know, Pilates, you could do bar exercises, you mentioned dance, all, all that stuff, all that movement helps to make your muscle more healthy. And so if, if someone is new to this, you know, they haven't, they don't have a history of exercise, right? Whether it's competitively or recreationally, they're, they're brand new to any kind of movement. I like to get people just walking and doing yoga. And so that's a nice entry point because it's, you're not going to cause fatigue. Like, like you mentioned that, you know, if you just jump right into a bunch of weight training, you can actually, you know, put yourself back a little bit, cause an injury, get hurt. And the best way to get out of shape and overweight and have hormonal issues is just to sit around with an injury. So I like to keep people injury free. So starting out walking first thing in the morning, getting out, get some natural light, some fresh air, have a little bit of green tea or coffee, actually caffeine uh, just in low doses naturally from coffee or uh, green tea really helps to kickstart the fat burning process. So that's a great little tip. I like to have ladies that I work with just, you know, have a little coffee or green tea right before their walk and find a hill in your neighborhood. Or you know, if you do have a treadmill, turn on the incline a little bit just to get that heart rate going just periodically to, so that your whether your walking speed or your walking intensity oscillates in its intensity a little bit to create a mild interval. And yoga is another great thing for someone that's brand new to this. And if people, you know, have been doing walking and yoga, then I like to encourage them to get into the gym at least two to three days a week, then work up to four days a week. But the big tip here is women in particular need to activate their legs uh, extensively. So we know that diabetes and obesity and, and all these disorders start with dysfunctional muscle tissue in the legs, believe it or not. So doing squats, doing lunges, 
um, you know, just anything to move the legs and get the muscle tissue and the legs healthy is going to really reduce inflammation and kickstart the fat burning process and also help to optimize the hormones. So growth hormone, testosterone, you know, thyroid, thyroid and leptin, all those be, start to normalize when we do resistance training with our legs. So those lunges, those squats, those deadlifts, you know, presses, all those things, activating all the legs. And when you move your legs, you move your glutes, you move your core, you move your low back. Um, you activate a lot of muscles at once, and that creates this hormonal cascade that's really positive in terms of boosting resting metabolic rate, decreasing inflammation, and balancing hormones for hours and hours after you're done exercising. Hmm, that is awesome. And yeah. I think for a lot of people that's much easier, isn't it, Mike, to start with the legs? You know, it, it, I think most people feel a little bit stronger in their legs than they do in their upper body. Yeah, or at least and- I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's diff- you know what's interesting about training your legs is it does take a lot more energy because like I mentioned for example when you do a squat you know you literally just have a you could have a pipe on your back just you know even a body weight squat you activate over 200 muscles and so it, it creates a lot of energy a lot of neurological focus and you activate your core your low back glutes and so forth and so that's why it's so beneficial for your body and your physiology your hormones long-term because when you activate so many muscles at once, that creates this cascade that I was referring to that's so beneficial. So, yeah, some people don't train their legs because it creates – it's almost daunting because, like, doing squats, even 15 reps of a bodyweight squat, like if you're fatigued and lethargic and not sleeping well and, you know, you're highly stressed, I mean, that can take a lot of energy. And so that's why I encourage people to start there with just body weight squats in your home a couple of days a week. And like over time, yeah, you do feel like you did a lot. Uh, and then your legs get a little sore, which is pretty a cool feeling, I feel like, because you, every step you take, you know that you, you're reminded of the fact that you really did a, a great workout. You but, did something, yeah. Yeah. Something that's one of my you. favorite, one of my favorite feelings, right? It's good for you. Yeah, yeah. And even just the simple things, too. I mean, you know, I went for a walk this morning and and checked off a couple things off the list that you said earlier. I got some green and some sunshine. I did. I got a little green tea. I got I got a good good walk in uh, up and down some hills. And, you know, I got all this checked off. Let's let's Mm -hmm. see what's next on your list. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's so many. Here's another we can kind of take a sidestep a little bit and, and put a canvas over this whole discussion. A lot of people know what to do. You know, we know that we should go to bed at the same time. We know we should probably eat less processed food, definitely less carbohydrates, eat more vegetables, eat more protein. I mean, a lot of people know what to do, but they just don't do it for some reason. And so another thing I like to talk about is just mindset. And like you mentioned, Dana, this morning, like you were walking around, you did all the right stuff. So I like to encourage my clients that I work with to post that on social media. And there's a couple reasons and logic why that is. So um, first of all, it hold, it creates some sort of accountability. So a lot of people, we all need accountability partners and things like that to hold us accountable and so that we keep doing these positive things to make it a habit, you know? So for example, you did your walk, you could take a little selfie or just a picture of a, you know, the sun shining through some trees with holding your cup of green tea on Instagram or Facebook. And then that will hold you accountable so that tomorrow, say you feel a little tired or, you know, you'd rather 
uh, surf the web in the morning before you go to work and skip your walk or something that little you have a little you know in the back of your mind you'll be you'll have be incentivized to go on that walk again and so forth so I encourage all my clients to start posting on social media about the small little things that they're doing every day and it creates that that consistency and that commitment to positive lifestyle change. And so we, we often don't talk about that. I mean, people love to nerd out on all the summits about all the biochemistry, all the science and, and all that, nerd but out. it's, these, that. but really p- people know what to do. I mean, you look an average over a lot of overweight people know they shouldn't be eating junk food. They know that they should be going to the gym, but they just don't. And so I found a lot of success through these small little tips on, on social media. So if you eat a, a salad and lean protein and a healthy meal, post that picture on social media and let the world know what you're doing. And so that next time you're given the opportunity to have a donut or a Twinkie or a, a Coke, it's going to create that cognitive dissonance where you're like, wait, I just had a lot of friends and family say that salad looks really healthy. And here I am having a Coke. That's kind of incongruent. And people don't like to be incongruent naturally. So that's another tip where you know, just creating that mindset and that congruency and consistency really helps with these positive lifestyle changes. Oh, I like those. Those are nice mm-hmm. tips. Definitely. And the feedback, too, you know, it's like you said, it's that the positive feedback that comes from that, you know, can be infectious in, in and of itself, you know. Right. Yeah, then you're inspiring other people, too. Then you can create, because part of the other issue, too, is, for a lot of people when they're creating changes in their life, they have to make new friends or their friends are, you know, drinking alcohol and not eating the same way. So then it becomes a challenge, right? So then they're constantly tempted to, you know, engage in these behaviors that are not really congruent with their health goals. So then when they start expressing these new ideas, they'll attract and, you know, new friends will emerge and, and so forth. And, and so it really is a nice way to kind of create that social connection with other like-minded people as well. Hmm. I was just having a similar conversation about that yesterday with somebody on needing to change. You know, a lot of times bad habits and bad patterns have, you know, like you said, social connections that, that need to change when you change. Otherwise you get pulled right back in Right. to bad habits. Yeah. That's, that's a hard part. That's an emotional, um, Yeah. Hmm. Right. That's All a right. bit of a flower field moment. That was. Yeah, I was just I thinking was that. And I was, you know, we have flower field moments on the show, Mike, and <laughs> that was a bit of one because I was just kind of sitting there taking everything you said in, and I just needed to sit with it. You know, both of us have Hashimoto's and both of us have adrenal issues and all of that, so probably a little bit different than a lot of the guests that you have on your show are um, – Anyway, and so, you know, sometimes we have these moments where we just we just take it all in. We absorb what you say, and we just got to sit there with it, and we call it our flower field moment. <laughs> it's right. a resonance. I like that. It's a resonance time. <laughs> it is. Right. <laughs> it is. Just take it in for a minute. Yes. Well, let's, yeah, let's jump into some, some nitty-gritties, if you don't mind. Let's talk about the link between excessive body fat and inflammation. You know, so many with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's have very difficult times losing weight and um, so let's talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, so with all the fluffy stuff out of the way, we can dive into some science here. So, <laughs> what's really unique about 
about fat tissue is a lot of people think of fat that it's like this storage depot, you know, that it's just like storing energy for the rainy day that never comes. But fat is as much an immunological organ as it is a metabolic organ, right? And so what we, a predictable change, and if you look at the histology or the, if you were to biopsy uh, fat tissue in the abdominal region of say someone that's pretty lean, maybe 10% body fat. And then let's say you've, you know, like Tom Hanks on that, um, I think that movie is it. I can't remember. Um, he's on a desert island and he gained cast a bunch away. of weight. Yeah, yeah, castaway, castaway, cast away, yeah. right? So, if you were to biopsy his his fat tissue when he was lean on the island, stranded, or right before you know when he was flying that plane, the FedEx plane, I think it was, you know, you would see a dramatic increase in the number of inflammatory immune cells in his fat tissue when he's overweight, and so it seems that fat tissue is almost like a buffer. We know that um, it, in people that are very toxic and have BPA and phthalates and endocrine disrupting chemicals, they're stored and buffered in fat tissue. And we also know that uh, people that have uh, IBS and Crohn's colitis, intestinal permeability, there's a lot of fat tissue in and around their organs. And so it turns out that, you know, bacteria penetrating the small intestine and coming through, um, fat tissue helps to almost buffer that that uh, those inflammatory antigens. So that's the, the issue here. So what does this really mean? What, what can we do? We see this all this inflammatory uh, cells, macrophages, um, you know, monocytes and various white blood cells. Every white blood cell you can think of or immune cell is in higher numbers in and around fat tissue. So this is the, that's kind of the big picture now. So what does that really mean? Well, if you want to lose weight, you also need to work on your immune system at the same time and balance tolerance. So increase immunological tolerance, reduce the burden. So how do you do that? Well, it comes back to exercise, balancing sleep, stress reduction. And I'm a big fan of immunological modulating compounds like vitamin D, turmeric, uh, curcumin, uh, rosemary, ginger, like any polyphenol that you can get from food like blueberries and garlic, onions, all those compounds help to actually reduce inflammation in our body. And uh, so that's a great way, you know, to kind of lower this, you know, take the, the burden off the immune system so that your, you, your metabolism can kind of regain control. Because what happens is when all this inflammation is going on, it actually pivots your metabolism out of fat burning mode and fosters sugar burning. So it's really unique where you get this literally this metabolic shift. And so we, we see this in overweight people where they're stuck in this sugar burning mode. Their, con their, blood, their blood lipids rise, triglycerides and cholesterol are all really high, and they're, they're thriving on sugar. Their body's not really burning the fat like it should. And, and a, a lot of research shows that this is because they are inflamed. Your, your immune system can literally cause, you know, the the thermostat on your metabolism to pivot out of fat burning mode into sugar burning mode. So that's where it comes back to reducing the burden, healing the gut, eating more anti-inflammatory foods, like I mentioned, vitamin D, curcumin, and taking probiotics and stuff as well. And that can help to take the burden off this fat on fire and help your body to metabolize fats better and stop thriving on sugar. Oh, and I definitely need to do that. Oof. I know. I do know. I do. I'm here. I'm. In, I can admit it. You know. I mean. I always. I always like you to know, tell people. You know. Do, she, I'm doing it. it. She lives in Costa Rica, Mike. I'm. I'm sure you know that. But oh. you would think that Dana would have all this access to grass-fed meats, and you know, for some reason, when I first met Dana, I thought, wow, you know how fabulous. You know, she has all this 
this access to these wonderful fresh foods and grass-fed. No, they are like junk food central. It's unbelievable. Like, you know, it's very difficult for her to get pastured eggs or grass-fed meat, which just absolutely blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, that's I have to share that with everybody. I know. Well, you know, and, and it's funny, too, because Travis and I, I did, um, you know, I was accountable today because I went with my husband, so we keep each other on, on, on our toes. But when we were walking, we were talking about how, you know, with this place is amazing and look at all the fruit and all the stuff on the trees and that we see all these people, all these, you know, Ticos walking back and forth to the pulperia, the little store, and they have bags with just things that really aren't food, processed, you know, food just – you know, the stuff on the trees is it more expensive. You can't really get organic. They spray stuff like it's going out of style. And um, it's really hard to find so organic. To me. And I said to Travis earlier, you know, if some functional medicine doctor just needs to come set up shop, and in 10 years, dude, he's going to be on top of the world because this place is going to be, be diabetes, diabetes on fire. I mean, it's going to be – it's insane. It really, really is. And so, you know, yeah, Tip's right. I have a – you think I'd have all this, you know, green, wonderful, and I don't. Uh, and I do need to work on my on my sugar. I do. I know I do. I'm trying. I'm working on it. There's I'm a aware. lot of sugar down there, and junk sugar. It is oh, junk gosh. sugar. Not even. No, no. And and for and for presents, for gifts and things, that's what they give. They don't, you know. It's like always a little candy. That's it. That's it. That's wow. what they give candy. So isn't that terrible? <laughs> isn't that terrible? Oh, it's such it's a really unfortunate, amazing place, and I feel very, very lucky to live here. It's just kind of an oxymoron in so many ways. So anyway, enough of well, me. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just before, <laughs> just to close out that um, you know topic and so forth, I have a friend that literally just moved there. His name's Ben House, Doctor Ben House, and he's setting up a functional medicine retreat in Costa Rica. Seriously. So I have to. Yeah, so yeah. when you were saying, and, and so he's, he's, he has, a, I think, a physician of sorts working with him that's going to be doing consults, and then he's doing more of the exercise prescription, but no kidding, I think he moved yesterday. His picture on his Facebook, ironically, was, I bet Southwest Airlines has never had anyone check a squat rack. Like, that's how hardcore, so he literally, like, shipped his squat rack because he's oh, really into wow. exercise. Wow. You know, that's in, awesome. In he's going to have a monopoly. He is. Yeah, right? um, Serious? Where? Where? I wonder is he moving? I'll have to figure that out. Yeah, I, I'll. We'll look. You know, after yeah. the call, and I'll send it over to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let well, me know. Anything That's healthy? Cool. Anything healthy? Dana needs at all. <laughs> she has to have shipped <laughs> from the states. Yeah. Wow. You know, any type of you know supplements or it all has to be shipped from the states. It's just so maybe he'll change that. Maybe he yeah. has big purpose. He has big purpose down there. He does. In Costa Rica. He does. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right on. That's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So oh. I mean, what's interesting too about the fat tissue, just to kind of connect a little bit more the the fat tissue, I know to Hashimoto's and, and the autoimmune you know process in the body and so forth is there fat tissue not only is loaded with all these inflammatory immune cells like we mentioned macrophages monocytes and white blood cells and so forth but it also releases hormones and molecules and so like we talked about muscle when you move muscle muscle releases beneficial things hormones and myokines well fat tissue releases adipocytokines so literally immune cells are released directly from fat tissue one of them is called leptin which many people have heard about leptin's kind of like this fuel gauge uh, kind of like a sensor in the body and 
it's released 95% of our whole body's leptin is manufactured and released by fat cells of small percentage is released from the stomach. But in a healthy person, leptin will go to the hypothalamus, the master hormonal center in the brain, and tell the body that you no longer need to eat. So interestingly, like going back uh, to the walk, Dana, like you were talking about in the morning, uh, the walk is really good first thing in the morning, and it helps to stimulate your appetite and getting that natural light balances your circadian rhythms and so forth. Leptin levels are actually lowest around 10 a.m., between 10 and 10 a.m. and about 2 p.m. And so that's when we really should be eating the most food. Like I encourage a lot of my clients to have a you know, decent-sized breakfast but a large lunch. <clears throat> and why is this? Well, your body's circadian rhythm all your, your hormones like cortisol, testosterone, growth hormone, thyroid hormone, they all oscillate on a circadian rhythm. And our, our gut hormones and our gut digestive processes like hydrochloric acid, pancreatic enzymes, GI motility is actually the most active during lunchtime. So that's when we really should be huh. eating so that we can optimally. Yeah, it's, it's like who would have known that our gut has its own circadian rhythm and it makes a lot of sense. And so this is why we see people when they skip breakfast, have like a muffin for lunch, you know, which is not good, and then have this monster spaghetti pasta dinner. and, and So many people do that. So many people do that. It's unbelievable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the gut is literally out of its circadian rhythm at night. And so when you just load your digestive tract with a bunch of food, and I talk about this in Chapter 8 in Belly Fat Effect, you know, there's a lot of studies showing that people that eat late are overweight. And so they're looking at the correlation there. And if you look at the mechanism, we know that our GI tract is really like a sleep. It goes to sleep when we should be going to sleep. So it doesn't make sense to go to sleep on a full stomach because bile acids, I mentioned earlier, GI motility, pancreatic enzymes, hydrochloric acid, they're literally not being released. Or I, mean, I guess they're released at a very, very low level compared to at lunchtime. So just that's another great tip for people. Just have a nice hearty lunch because that's when your gut is active. That's very European, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's a very European module, really. Yeah. That's probably why yeah, they're so, so lean. Majority of them are lean over there. I mean, they have a very different work schedule and eating schedule, and you know, like you said, light breakfast, a light dinner, but a bigger lunch. Mhm. Hmm. Yes, it's unique. And then the other thing to connect that back to leptin. So leptin's low during the around lunchtime, and then it starts to increase throughout the day. And around dinner time, uh, and when we're sleeping, is when it's at its highest level. So again, that's going to signal our hypothalamus in the brain that we should that we can actually stay asleep. So leptin helps us with sleep, so that we don't get up and walk around and want to search for food. That we can rest and recover during the sleeping hours. But what happens is when people gain a lot of weight, you know, throughout their life and they become, you know, their body fat percentage exceeds 25% roughly, that's when leptin levels start to rise into the not so healthy range and this circadian rhythm of leptin becomes dysfunctional. So leptin's high all the time, so they're craving food all the time. So that's problem number one linked with too much body fat. Problem number two is leptin is very pro-inflammatory and there's a lot of uh, research showing elevated levels of leptin is linked with Hashimoto's and thyroid dysfunction. And be, it's because leptin actually affects our immune system in a negative way. So our immune system has good guys and bad guys, if you want to break it, just so people kind of conceptually understand it. You know, there's the robbers and the policemen, the robbers and the, the, the these 
pro-inflammatory immune cells release cytokines that are inflammatory. The policemen, they're called T-regulatory cells, they actually help to suppress that. So they're good. We want T-regulatory cells to be high. For example, when you exercise, when you meditate, when you do yoga, when you eat onions, garlic, curcumin, and all these phytonutrients, you increase the T-regulatory cells. That's literally how foods are anti-inflammatory. One of the mechanisms is by increasing these T-reg cells. But it turns out that leptin, released from body fat, actually reduces the T-reg cells. So that's where we get autoimmunity. That's where we get antibodies made against our thyroid. That's where we get joint dysfunction and we get multiple sclerosis is because we don't have enough of these T-reg cells. Why? Because they're being suppressed by leptin. So that's kind of the link, one of many links between elevated levels of body fat in general and Hashimoto's and autoimmune thyroid issues. Hmm. What is some of your favorite testing, Mike? What are some of your favorite tests? To, uh, for people to evaluate that or to ask their doctor. Obviously, functional medicine is, is ideal, but for those that cannot, uh, for conventional medicine, is there any testing that, that you prefer to see done? Yeah, you know, most labs now test leptin routinely. It's, it's like when, when you go to a, to a, a physician or a, a practitioner in the United States, there's like two main labs, Quest, Diagnostics, and LabCorp. And it's not on their standard panel. Like when doctors, you know, oftentimes they'll have a standard 24 right. lab test that they the run form. on most patients, right? Yeah, you just right. say, hey, can you check left? Can you also add on leptin to that? And it's just a simple blood draw. I mean, it's it's not even, they don't need to actually have like any specialized tools or you don't need to spin down the vial and freeze it. It's not complicated. So most most uh, doctors will do it for you, but it's, it's a little expensive. Not all insurance companies cover it. So well, I recommend just looking at Good old body fat percentage, you know. So, oh. you know, a personal trainer can test this. Yeah, whether it's a, a DEXA or whether it's a bioimpedance analysis, looking at your body fat percentage. And if your body fat percentage is over twenty five, you know, it, if it looks like a duck, quacks, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it probably is a duck, right? So, if your body fat's over twenty five percent, you probably have leptin levels that are too high, and it doesn't mean they're causing thyroiditis or causing Hashimoto's, but you're in that you know, kind of that uh, high risk zone. So well, what do you do? Well, it goes back to some of the things like we talked about, like make sure you have your accountability partner, post on social media, get out and do regular exercise first thing in the morning, balance your stress, meditate, you know, hit the weights, especially move your leg muscles because leg muscles have a lot of leptin receptors. So when you, when you do squats and deadlifts and lunges and so forth, um, you actually can, can help improve leptin sensitivity, which is another piece of the puzzle we can talk about. But so yeah, body fat percentage, and if you want the numbers, the baseline, just make sure that when you test, you retest at the same time every day. So I've had some people say, oh, I got my blood work done at 8 a.m., and then my follow-up was at 3 p.m. And so you remember how I talked about all these circadian rhythms of all these hormones. You know, some hormones peak and fall at different times of the day, so you need to be very consistent when you retest. Otherwise, it could be artificially increased or decreased. There's another flower field moment. That was yeah, a lot yeah, of information yeah. right there. Well, I mean, that was a lot of very... Yeah, it was good. I was sitting here thinking, should I take notes? Oh, wait, I can go back and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a goob. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I can't help it. You know, we just, this is just us, Mike. You know, we're just, we're, 
girls on the show and interviewing amazing people, and uh, we want to learn and sometimes we have a flower filled moment. Sorry, that's just the way it oh, is. Sometimes we it. just have to hold on. That's right, we do because it's a lot to, to take in, and and we're living it. We're living what you're talking, and uh, we're trying a lot of these things, and and so sometimes you just got to sit back and and listen. So that's what we do on our flower filled moments. That's so awesome. no eating in the middle of the night, Dana. Um, well, you know, ever since I was a teen, you know, my circadian rhythm's always been off. Hey, stop telling on me. She's telling on me. Right. <laughs> I just threw you under the bus, babe. Yes, I know. <clears throat> okay, let's get oh, back on goodness. topic. We've got lots of good things I know, to right? talk about. Okay. Focus, focus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, oh, sorry. Sorry. Just... We can't help so, it. Sorry. No, yeah. no. Um uh, Obviously, we're going to let you keep going on the leptin because that is really important, and no one ever hears about it. I mean, it's um, kind of an exclusive topic, we'll say. Uh, But you were talking about how leptins are higher for people with autoimmunity and and, uh, that link. That's really important. And I love the fact that you talk about just the leg muscles and working on – that's a – you know, most of these people, Mike, we don't know how much you deal with thyroid – patients but a lot of times just the idea of cooking dinner is so overwhelming physically and mentally that when you ask them to exercise or you know even the word exercise is kind of like a bad word it's more like movement movement doesn't sound as exhausting uh, I don't think right and Dana ended up uh, with her Hashimoto's uh, because she was a Zumba instructor so um, there are people who like you with uh, entered into that portion of the illness from exercising so they have some leeriness there so i love that i'm going to start doing squats yeah I am. just do it in the kitchen do it in the kitchen a few squats in the kitchen right while you're in there i am dead Perfect. serious i'm gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna do it too i'm inspired thanks mike yeah my pleasure and what's great about the exercises that we've been talking about is they're not going to put you into that overreaching overtraining syndrome that can get you sick. And so that's a nice, you know, that's a nice kind of caveat or, or difference here is, you know, Zumba and all the cardio and overtraining, that's a quick way to cause a lot of fatigue and inflammation in your body. And like we both experienced. So, you know, getting back to kind of these basic um, body weight movements that they're intense, but they're low volume. And so that's, what's important. So this, this high volume training, the spin classes and all this really intense stuff that can lead to this dysfunction over time and, and uh, create the hormonal and adrenal issues and so on. And so that's why, you know, I like these, these body weight exercises are, are a little hard in the sense that they do require movement, like all exercise to be successful. You know, you need to move, but it's right. short in duration. So it's not like, Oh, I got to go to this 40 minute class. It's like, okay, I have 20 minutes or 10 minutes or 12 minutes, I can do these body weight movements and they're going to really reset my hormones, reset my ability to burn fat and reduce inflammation. That's the other great aspect is like you talked about, just think that for someone with Hashimoto's or any autoimmune disorder or thyroid dysfunction, you need to reduce your whole body inflammatory load, right? You need to take that thermostat and bring it down and, and exercise is arguably one of the, or movement, I should say, to make it less intimidating. Thank you. Movement Thank is, ex- you. is, yeah, it's one of the <laughs> best ways to do that. Now, here's the cool thing, too, is you don't need to do it all in 10 minutes. You can do... Right. Give, ma- us a good, ma- give us a good mic protocol. Uh, let's just say for, for someone who for is... 
Yeah, right. tired. Clearly, you know, just getting started, they're very tired, they're very exhausted, and you're saying, hey, let's just start here. Tell people what, what would be what would be a good place to start, Mike. Yeah, I love that. Um, I would say get up every hour. Just move every hour for five minutes. So that's the other thing, too, the beauty of this is just just – and and try not to sit as much. Stand. Get a standing desk. Um, I love you know, Move that. around and walk. <laughs> so that's a great tip. I did. I ended you're, up you're doing that. You're moving your legs. Right. A standing desk, yeah. That's a huge piece for someone who sits a lot. You know, when you look at, at the American population, a lot of people sit at their desk all the time. Yeah. I mean, that in and of itself could have caused major chronic illness in the United States. I mean, everybody sits, and they sit for long periods of time. You know, you look at it, they sit for four hours, then they get up and have lunch, they get up and go sit in the break room or go to lunch, and then they sit for another four hours. I mean, and then they're tired, so they come home and they sit some more and watch the TV and just, oh, my gosh, you know. Right. Standing desks should be mandatory. I, Schools you know and what I noticed? places and everything. Huh. You know what I noticed? Mike Mutzel stands up during his podcast. I've seen him do it. Uh, Are you right. serious? I'm standing right now. Yeah. Yes, I told you. Uh huh. See, I watch. I pay attention. <laughs> That's right. Stand, stand, up. stand up. Let's stand up. Let's do it. With I'm my... already oh, That was a huge I'm thing. Up. I had to sit down and Are get back to the microphone. Up? I I was. <laughs> and then okay, I had to sit down. Lazy one in the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got his whole setup different. So that's what I told you. We got to step it up. We got to be like Mike. That is very, very cool. I am going to do that, Mike, just because of you. From now on, I'm going to stand right. up during the podcast. I am. That's so awesome. Awesome. That is so cool. And then post a picture it. of yourself so that you yeah. hold yourself accountable. I will do yeah. that. I will do that. And I'm looking for a standing desk. If you have any recommendations, I would love it. <laughs> Currently, I have this this countertop in my kitchen. And so I moved my computer from my desk, my laptop, and put it in the kitchen. So I was forced to stand when I was working. And that was for me, that was a, a very large change you know it was a good it was a good thing and i find that it's much easier like my energy is more consistent just from that one single thing truly I, right. i'm dead serious so everybody needs to well, stand it's up amazing. and yeah and mike and mike you know was saying you know it, it can be little things too and i stop four or five times during the day and do a forward bend forward fold mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it um and, you know, I know it's not much, but really helps. I can tell if I haven't done it for three or four days and I go to Ben Ford, I'm like, oh, ooh, ah, this is not, you know. So it's just little <laughs> things, I, you know. And I I had my neighbor make me a stand-up desk um, because I know it's better for me. But now I'm going to start doing some squats. I'm going to do squats in my um, my near-infrared, in my near-infrared when I'm standing in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some squats in there now just because of Mike. So. Awesome. Inspiration. That is so awesome. You know what? I was reading, uh, and you it's funny, Mike, you mentioned every hour. I was reading a study, I want to say came out about three or four months ago, that talked about people who sit all day long uh, in, you know, at work. They, the damage that they do sitting all day long cannot be made up. You know, a lot of people will sit during work and then they go to the gym for a couple hours afterwards. That that doesn't repair the damage that was done in that time sitting. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about that. We'll, we'll lead you right back because Dana and I can get off topic all the time. But um, to doing it every hour, I'm sure that you have some great reasons behind getting up and moving every hour. Yeah, I mean, so I've read some of that research has been emerging for a while. So it's pretty interesting to see that. So they, they 
call it exactly what you were saying there, Tiff, uh, recreational exercise does not counterbalance prolonged sitting. And so that's a lot of people will think that they're healthy. I mean, we hear about these stories like triathlete executive drops dead at a heart attack at 42. And you're like, wait, how could he or she have a heart attack at 42 or ultra marathoner or someone that's really active? Like you hear about that. And then they would like ride their bike to work or do training at work and then sit for 10 hours. And then they, and I used to, I was in this mind camp too, back in 2006 when I was doing a lot of biking, I was like, oh man, I did a four hour or a six hour bike ride. I can lounge around and sit and read and do whatever all day. I, don't, I can eat whatever I want. And, and so this, a lot of people get, you know, in this mindset, but it's really not, it's actually better if you don't do all that exercise and just get up and move and have a very busy active day, you know, whether it's your standing desk and just, let me just do a little sidestep here. Um, there's a, a lot of great resources online. I have some YouTube videos on it, but I wrote this book that we're talking about belly fat effect on a box, literally a, a computer box for like eight months. I stood on this box every night and every morning, you know, writing this book. And so it's, you don't need to go get something fancy. You can do recycled boxes. And I know it looks kind of tacky, but if money's an issue for people, just start there, you know, and then buy a, buy something more advanced over time. So, but yeah, this, even a garden you know, my, my right. formulating table is actually a gardening table, and it, it actually is like the height that you would want. I mean, I'm fairly tall. I'm almost 5'10", so it, the height on that, I mean, that's even something. I mean, what is it, like $65, $70 at Home Depot or whatever, like a gardening table? <laughs> that's a good – your mock fake uh, standing desk there, right? Well, yeah, and then I have one, a traveling standing desk, too, because I travel so much. Ooh. So it's this little one that folds up into my suitcase. So if someone, you know, literally it's $59 on Amazon. So if you do traveling standing desk, I, again, I have a video on it. I can't remember the name of it. but okay, um, We're going to need an Instagram of that. We're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. We're going to need an Instagram cool. of that. Like, we need one. I want to see it because I want to see what it looks like, a traveling stand-up desk. And, and we, now we we got to have it. We're going to need right. it. I'll tag you in it. Yes, I can't wait. That is funny. Well, you know, it's, that's super important, right? They say that uh, now they're saying that sedent- being sedentary is worse than smoking. That should scare the daylights out of everybody. That's bad. That's really, really bad. Except for they really mean this, not like butter's bad for you and all that <laughs> stuff they used to say. You know, they really mean Good this point. one. Right. They really this do. I mean, this one's legit. This one's true. <laughs> that is too funny. So, yeah, I mean, even if people are sick and they have a dis-ease or immobility, a hurt leg or pain, it, it's still going to benefit them and, and help to create positive change just to get moving. So that's step number one. I mean, if you're if you're sick or have thyroid issues or real low energy, just, you know, I like now everyone pretty much ha- that I know and a lot of people throughout the world have a smartphone, an iPhone or something. You can schedule automated reminders. So I do this with meditation for myself, you know, to remind myself, okay, That's a good idea. Yeah. it's it's more tempting to get on Instagram and Facebook as opposed to meditating. But if I have it in my calendar and I hold myself accountable and say, you know, meditation so that I can, you know, have a healthy mind for my daughter and, and have eventually, you know, hopefully have grandkids and stuff like that, right? So I, I hold a, a link the act of doing something healthy with something way bigger than that act, right? So it's like, why am I meditating? So that I can live you know, to a hundred or whatever, you know what I mean? So, so link something healthy that you kind of don't want to do that your future self will talk you out of, you know, whether it's eating healthy or walking or meditating or going to the gym, you know, our future will always want to 
there, there's that instant gratification to watch TV or go to the bar with a friend or have happy hour. There's always other things that we would much rather be doing. But if you link that little small, small health uh, you know, activity with something much bigger, it's, it's easier to, to kind of not talk yourself out of it. So I like to, you know, on my, on my phone, so get up and walk, you know, meditate, uh, do journaling, uh, do, you know, a five-minute gratitude journal, whatever it is. And you can set up these automated reminders so that every day at a certain time you're getting pinged. And if you need that reminder to get up and walk, just set it in your phone so that it alerts you and buzzes you and you'll actually do it. That's a such great a idea. great tip. Uh, Anybody have any tip. favorite apps for that? I know there's some good apps out there that actually oh, will help I you. I do want to mention Travis has an app called Runtastic that we use. And I tease him all the time. I'm like, you know, it's been four or five days. Is Runtastic mad at you? Has it sent you this, you know, where are you? What are you doing? Why have you not been walking? <laughs> I'm sure they have those kind too. His is a little nicer, and it doesn't really say that or anything. But it's a really great app. It, it tracks everything. It shows the heat map, how fast you walked and all that. We love it. I don't know. Do you have something that you use, Mike? Um, not for exercise. I just... I spent like an hour one day and, and just went into my calendar and I set these reminders for a variety of different things. Um, and it also works for like managing your time better, right? A lot of people, we check email all day long throughout the day. We live in our email inbox. And so right. now right. I just check it three times a day because I realized like, gosh, I'm spending eight hours just looking at my email, like hitting refresh. I'm like, what am I doing? It's just a waste of time. So you know, that's the other thing, like, you know, you mentioned, you know, women that you work with, they're too fatigued to sometimes cook dinner, right? Well, it's like, well, what's creating that fatigue throughout the day? Is it, are you wasting time anywhere and stuff like that? Because a lot of people say, oh, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to shop and eat healthy. I don't have time to grow my own vegetables. Well, you know, if Steve Jobs can build Apple, you know, if Elon Musk can, you know, create, you know, SpaceX and Tesla and all that, like humans can do a lot of crazy and advanced things and we all have the same 24 hours in a day like how do some people do it they just manage their time better and so if we can all there's little tips and hacks to manage your time better and just find out where you're wasting time scrolling youtube videos or scrolling social media just aimlessly or in your email inbox so if you kind of schedule your day so that you're blocking things you're exercising at this time you're meditating at this time you're only checking email for 30 minutes twice a day. Whatever it is, just block things out so that you have more time to do these these tips to these health-related you know activities that we've been talking about for the past 45 minutes to improve your health and your mental outlook on life and and productivity. And so that's I love and just having a, a this schedule in my calendar every day so that I know. I get a ping, check email, so that I'm not sitting in my email inbox or whatever. Um, right, yeah, waiting so for I, things. And that's yeah, what I use. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's talk let's talk about top foods. I mean, we're totally switching gears. Top foods and strategies, because you've given us some awesome tips on exercise and schedules and meditations and reminders, and I love it. Accountability. Top foods and strategies to calm down the fire. Ooh, uh, I would say curcumin for sure. So uh, I'm a big fan of supplements, but I like to start out with food first. So um, most natural food stores or uh, whole foods will have turmeric root. So I like to encourage people to put that in as many foods as they can. It's a little messy, like it turns your fingers, fingers a little bit yellow. orange. But, yeah, yeah, yellow, right? orange, but yeah, totally. That That orange color, those are derived from the curcuminoid polyphenols. 
and your gut, your health. We haven't even. T- I can't believe we haven't talked about gut bacteria that much on, in the past hour. But gut bacteria we'll outnumber the number of cells. Yeah, on our human body, ten to one. They're very powerful. If you have imbalance, most people have imbalanced gut bacteria from you know lack of breastfeeding and antibiotics and NSAIDs and glyphosate and GMO foods. I mean, there's a lot of insults to this delicate microbiome that's more metabolically active than our liver. And most endocrinologists and gastroenterologists will tell you our liver's a very metabolically active organ. So that's how busy our microbes are, and they really pull and tinker with our immune system. The strings under they're the direct interface between our body and our immune system. So if you have unhappy gut bacteria, we're going to have an unhappy immune system, an unhappy metabolism, and unhappy hormones. So we need to make them happy. So these phytonutrients, blueberries, raspberries, onions, garlic, turmeric, a little bit of red wine periodically, all those color-rich compounds really boost the diversity in the ecosystem of your gut microbiome. So that's what I encourage people to do when it's like, what's a healthy food? Kohlrabi, kale, anything with a color is going to be good for your microbiome and then hence your hormones, metabolism, and immune system. Now, are you a fan of uh, smoothies per se, Mike? I am, yeah. I think, you know, I like to have people put as much vegetables as they can in the smoothies. I know a lot of people think right. mangoes and berries and bananas right. is a smoothie, but it's like <laughs> a hundred and twenty grams of sugar later. <laughs> Right. It's a delivery system for good protein and good vegetables. And and a little bit of berries, a half a banana is like icing on the cake. So make sure your smoothie is more vegetables than anything else. And do you like hydrolyzed collagen and things like that? or? Yeah, grass-fed whey. But, I mean, we could talk about, you know, the gut, these powerful gut hormones that affect our metabolism, help us burn fat, whey protein and pea protein. This is per several studies at Duke University, uh, increased satiety, and they actually mimic the hormonal effect that um, by which bariatric surgery causes weight loss. So the way that gastric bypass oh. surgery actually helps people lose weight has nothing to do with restricting their stomach. As I talk about in the book, Belly Fat Effect, it changes the gut hormones, which help people become more insulin sensitive and help them to burn fat better. So you can mimic that hormonal effect by actually having protein, like specifically pea protein and whey protein. Wow. Very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Now, wow. really, really quick, I want to throw a question at you there that, that I hear all the time. I'm never hungry. I don't eat I because I'm never hungry. That's something that Dana and I hear all the time. Tell us about the, the dangers of that. Yeah, I, I mean... It's a vicious cycle. You know, um, if you don't exercise much, then you're not going to be hungry. So you you have to create that demand, that hunger demand. And so you do that through movement, through exercise. And so that's like we've talked about exercise a lot and movement in general on this podcast up to now. But the other thing is if you don't eat, you're not going to be hungry. Like if you – and so it's a vicious cycle, right, where – for example, I'm about right now about 200 pounds, about 12%, 10% body fat in that in that range. Like if I skip breakfast one day and then have like a, a just like a protein shake at lunch, I'm not hungry. Normally, like I can eat a lot of food and I'm pretty active and things like that. So it, I totally understand how the physiological how that feels physiologically because I've been there personally and experienced that. So that's why you, and it sounds counterproductive, but even if you're not that hungry in the morning, 
uh, have a little bit of a breakfast, whether it's a smoothie or eggs and avocado, something, and you'll people will be surprised, like they're hungry at lunch. And so, you know, this is what bodybuilders and fitness models and how they cut weight is they always have breakfast and they actually increase the amount of food that they eat. This goes totally against the whole calorie argument, and <laughs> which I think is a myth, and I think most of your listeners probably do too, but you can lose weight by eating more. Okay, so that's it sounds so counterproductive, oh, sure. I know. But so people that are like, I'm not hungry. Okay, so what do you do? Well, start by skipping dinner, okay, then eat breakfast. So your your GI tract, unless you have completely stagnant motility, which people probably don't have, but if you skip dinner and then eat a breakfast and eat a you know, even if it's a small breakfast and you're not hungry and you kinda of have to force it, you will kind of kick start your body's biological rhythms. The other part of that too is people cannot be hungry because their circadian rhythm is so off. So maybe, you know, we're not creating that. Uh, remember how we have our gut has this internal circadian clock. So getting up first thing in the morning, getting natural light, walking a little bit, eating breakfast, then going to bed at the same time and turning out the lights at, at night to rebalance our circadian rhythm. All these things can work, you know, in combination to help them really create that um, proper circadian rhythm and the feelings of hunger. Mm -hmm. Powerful moment for me. I love it. We have Mm -hmm. covered a lot of information. We have. (laughs) You probably cover, I don't know how much you cover in your other shows, but for us, this is is, is good. This is perfect. This is just about right. Multiple (laughs) topics quickly. Yes. I love it. Perfect. Okay. Well, Well, I guess we... We've, you know, it's time to let you go. I know you probably have a ping on your. We know you have so many a ping. (laughs) (laughs) We probably have a ping of something to do. I'll be thinking about you now when I'm I've scheduled something and a ping comes and be like, oh, but Mike's got one too. (laughs) Totally right. (laughs) Funny. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. This was a lot of fun. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Thank well, you, okay, thank real you, quick, really. Real quick, Mike, we're going to tell everyone where to find you, and we're going to tell them about your book and everything. But any new amazing things on the on yeah. the horizon for for Mike? Yeah, you know, um, my wife and I have a an e course. It's I mean, the name's kind of funny, but Summer Muscle. So if people want to learn like all these tips and strategies, similar to what we've been talking about, but in more of an interactive format where we literally have filmed um, all these different videos and stuff like that. You can go to highintensityhealth.com and you'll see uh, you know, banners and, and little posts and, and things where you can opt in to watch the free video course. So that's uh, something that's u- unique and new for this summer. Very cool. Oh, that's cool. Right. Anything yeah. else? That's it for now. Yeah, just uh, plugging away in the podcast and and um, working on book number two with some more recipes and yes, but nothing's finalized on that and I don't have any links. So yeah, the the main website highintensityhealth.com is probably the best at this point. Well, okay, Very sir. Cool. We have absolutely just totally enjoyed this and thank you so much for for doing it, coming on the show. Have a great day and uh, you got to tag us in your stand up travel. Set. Please. Right. Will do. Okay. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for inviting me. Have a Thank good day. All right, Mike. Take care. Thank you. you too. Bye. All right. Thanks. He had a ping. Well, I know he about... did. I know he did. He had a <laughs> that ping. I'm sure so he did. so funny, right, if it pinged? <laughs> <laughs> right? 
I have seen him at his stand-up desk. I think that is fantastic. We're going to be standing up more, Tiff. Everybody needs to stand up more. Move. That's it. Just stand up. Stand up. Walk around. Go to the bathroom. Look out the window. I'm serious. Right? Right? I'm serious. Oh, yeah. We're going to be like stand there. Stand there at my <laughs> at my computer and do plies. <laughs> okay, there you go. There's right? some uh, a TMI for everyone today. Uh, a visual <laughs> intruder. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad he's not on the phone for that part. Holy cow! He was oh my gosh! But you I know that is myself. what makes our show different than his show. We do need to be a little bit more like Mike. And we're going to try. But uh, this is what makes our show like different. Mike. We, we giggle a little bit. Said. I know. A little bit. Be like Mike, right? <laughs> I love it. He Whew. is okay. an informational powerhouse. Because let's just recap was, real quick, right? Movement, yeah. whole foods, some great spices that were mentioned in there. I mean, just meditation. And we talked about pings. leptins and how the leg muscles will help with that. I mean, there's so many just incremental little things to do. Stand up. Stand up. I know that's a huge Stand thing. Up. We Stand should up. start a movement about that. Stand Seriously. Up. That's right. Stand up, Stand up. Right? We are such totally. a fitting society. I swear that was part of the domino of my own illness. I swear it. <laughs> it was. Okay, I'm, well, I'm, well, now I'm, I'm afraid serious. to sit down. I'm just I'm standing up leaning into the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh he definitely thinks we're right. nuts there's no way he doesn't we are nuts there's no way around that and you can find no, no, mike at highintensityhealth.com and get his book very easy on um amazon uh help you burn fat belly fat effect mike mutzel yes um belly looks like an awesome effect. book it huh? does doesn't it and he said, you know, more recipes. So I wonder, I guess there's recipes in there. So we're gonna, I'm going to have to, when I go back to the States, I'm going to have to pick well, me up one of those. his wife has some great projects going. And right. That's, that's just very And their cool. summer course sounds time. really neat. The what? Isn't it? The summer the course they have going on. Oh, yeah. The their summer, summer course. course. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So you so. can connect to all things, Mike, at um, highintensityhealth.com. And some great podcasts on there. Oh, it is. He's, I know, he's right? Fantastic. He is. He's, got, he's full of information, and he talked fast, but not too fast, and we had lots of sorrow-filled moments, so great show. Next week, we have Jennifer Fugo of Gluten-Free School, and the week after that, we have Dana Trentini and Mary Showman, which is just going to be amazing. Uh, about Yay! New, uh, yeah, Pregnancy Thyroid book is coming out, so together they'll be on the show. And what else? What else? What else? I'm not say. I don't know. No say. No say. Okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> That's just what so came much. to mind. <laughs> yeah, That's know. it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we also want you to uh, please share your thyroid survivor story with us. It helps people. It makes people feel better. People comment all the time on all the hush, I mean, on all the uh, thyroid survivor stories, and it just you know uh, validates the fact that you know sharing stories really helps, and it makes people not feel so alone or feel so crazy or feel so like. Is this only me? Am I the only one that's tired and can't get up and do a squat? You know, and uh, we're here to support. So, finish your thyroid. Well, look at story. even, look at even even uh, Mike to share that about yeah. the bike riding right? and how he, you know, had some health problems that came from that. I mean, 
exercising appropriately for each individual is so very important. It's not just like, you know, you can just run out and do anything. I learned my lesson about doing too much too quick. But um, yep. even even him, that's a really, that's a big thing to take away from the show. I'm serious. Right. It's very powerful, truly. truly. And, of course, be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. You can enjoy products that Dana and I design like Brain Awake Inhaler, Mist Me, complexion mist and serum we have massage lotions like love potion and uh counting sheep are you still there i'm here oh i had this weird click i thought somehow i got disconnected uh speak your truth roll on which can be super super helpful for um anxiety and when you're just feeling really uptight um and just lots of loveliness uh preservative free just just helping you to be a little bit more natural and uh, using essential oils that can be a little bit helpful so we hope that you check lot, them out, and we hope natural. that you enjoy them as much as we do. What did you say? Yes, I said a lot more natural, and I bet I'd venture a guess to say that Mike Mutzel, these would be Mike Mutzel approved because there is everything good in them and nothing bad in them, and they're in glass yeah. bottles. So. And glass bottles, <laughs> right? which is very, Someday very when important. We are, when we are you know, making lots of money, we're just going to send all of our products to all of our guests so they can try them out. <laughs> right? Yes. Please sure, uh, please be sure to, to check us out on our Facebook group as well so you can stay in touch with us and see who the next guests are going to be, Hoshis and Gray's Facebook support group. And we're on Twitter and Instagram, and we're going to be checking for Mike's Instagram of his uh, travel desk. And uh, we're Facebook, Twitter, everything, Pinterest. <laughs> check us out. We're everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most importantly, of course, uh, Dana and I always say this, we want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Please make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. So much messaging takes place there that people just tune out and you are the best diagnostician for you. You've got your own built-in little consultant there that is unique to you and that's, that's very cool. You know, like really women cool. pay attention, women, just a, a quick note, women pay attention more to their intuition when that, you know, on, on that kind of thing when, when they're pregnant. Like they crave things and they, they listen to their body more. Your body does that mm-hmm. when you're not pregnant. It tells you, I, I need this, I want this, I'm craving this, you know, I need, and chocolate means, you know, maybe you need more magnesium or, you know, so right. listen to your body. It, it or does, iron, there's a lot of iron in chocolate too. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's pretty and when smart. you're tired, listen to your body. Yeah. Yes. That's a very European thing yeah. too. You know, Europeans they nap. They're napping people. They do. They nap. And it's okay <laughs> we to think nap. Naps are for babies. <laughs> and it's okay naps not to it's you know, you don't have to be busy all the time. It's really, really okay not to be busy. So listen to your own body. Tiff and I say it all the time mm. and we're gonna keep saying it. This is yep. Dana. Like banana. Dana, your thyroid nation, Green Gatica from Costa Rica. You are my favorite banana. <laughs> and uh, Tiffany Melanis of Graceful Garden. Bring the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Stand up. Stand up. All right, babe. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.